welcome to the Voice of Charity. I'm Marie Jokum. And I'm Bridget Murphy. Bridget, did you do any shoveling with all this awesome snow? Well, I think I was punished. I bragged on this program the other day. <laughs> you did. How, how I'm quite good at brushing off the car. You did. Less good at digging out the car, <laughs> I will admit. But you made it here today, so it must have must have been. I did. Okay. I, I noticed on Sunday and yesterday as well, just sort of the camaraderie of everyone in my neighborhood coming out and shoveling together um, and helping each other in need. So what a perfect segue to what we're going to talk about here today. Perfect. We um, are, Bridget and I are both really proud to work at Catholic Charities and to be part of the 2,000 employees who every day are helping people in need. And Every single one of our colleagues has a great story to tell about how they um, got involved with Catholic Charities, what they've learned from working with Catholic Charities. We might have the best story, though, today. (laughs) We are delighted to have with us um, one of the greats, Sister Joellen Tumas, who, after 15 years of remarkable service to Catholic Charities has just retired from her position as Director of Family Stabilization Services at our Casa Catalina Basic Human Needs Center in the Back of the Yards neighborhood. This year, Sister Joellen is celebrating, wait for it, 57 years. We should have done a drum roll. We should have. We need a band. Yeah. (laughs) um, Of being a Sister of the Poor Handmaids of Jesus Christ. She is known by her coworkers and the hundreds of individuals and families she has come into contact with for her tremendous warmth, her empathy, and her incredible can-do spirit. Sister Joellen is actually the best of everything at Catholic Charities. She really embodies um, how we need to treat our neighbors, how we need to treat each other, and she is just truly, truly the best of the best. So welcome, Sister Joellen. Thank you. I am just happy to be with you this morning. Well, we are so happy to to have you with us. Can you share a little bit about how you first got involved at Catholic Charities? So it's been 15 years at Charities, but a lot longer serving the poor. Right. Well, in 1990, I came on board at Holy Cross IHM. I had been the director of the food pantry at St. Augustine's, which closed, and uh, started a food pantry. As you do. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And it grew over the years. And uh, we were at Casa Romero with the food pantry. And in 2001, we started a kids' cafe to go with that. We kept growing. They needed room for the children's after-school program. And we needed a place for our growing pantry to go. So our pastor worked with Ellen Gorney from Catholic Charities and found us a building on Ashland Avenue, which we named Casa Catalina. And I began working for Catholic Charities, but officially was still a pastoral associate at Holy Cross IHM. I think that's incredible, just this idea that you saw an issue and you built it alongside so many other people. It really is, it really is a tremendous story. Yeah. Can you tell us, Sister, so when you walk into Casa Catalina, what do, what do you see? What's the experience for people who don't know? For people who don't know right now, they see a lot of shelves with food on them, uh, desks where people can work with computers. Um, they see a friendly place mm. there to help them, and they see 
volunteers who are available to say, how can we help you? That is in pre-pandemic times. Right. right. Tell us a little bit about how it how it's changed when you first started it and then because um, it, it was focused primarily on food, isn't that right, when you first started, and now there are, are more services available. Right. Well, we were doing little services, and as we became Casa Catalina on Ashland, uh, we began to find out how many other opportunities were available to people through Catholic Charities. We could refer them for legal services, immigration services, counseling, uh, as a family stabilization unit, we could help people with rent and utilities. We began doing clothes. We continued doing clothing. Uh, we began a program of diapers and formula for moms, a special program for fruits and vegetables and education for diabetics, and just different programs grew. And that all is sort of, for those folks who know Sister Joelle and who are listening, that is who she is, right? Yeah. Is here's a situation, here's an issue, and we're, we're going to bring you into it. So who do you do with this with? Who is your team? Um, you know, who, who helps you make this all work? Well, our Casa Catalina is like 98% volunteer-driven. Sister Mary of CND worked with me for many years until she retired, and we have uh, AmeriCorps workers. Uh, and then after Sister Mary left, Liz, and we had another part-time worker. But 98%, at the time it was 30 or 40 people, volunteers who would come in one or two days a week uh, to keep the activities at Casa Catalina going. Yeah, and you know, I, I, the volunteers you have come in are from all walks of life. They're, they're folks who live in the neighborhood. You even have, for many years, you've supervised our Ibero students who've come to Chicago from Mexico. We've talked about that transnational program. Um, for the past 12 years, they've been working alongside you. You've done fundraisers. You, you really have an army of volunteers who, who make this all happen and love you as well. <laughs> And they love what they're doing also. <laughs> I will say, Sister Joellen, I was on a Zoom call, um, sort of a farewell for you that included some of those volunteers. And they were very clear that as fun as you were and as prayerful as you were, you were a strict taskmaster. <laughs> and so if anyone's thinking of volunteering at Casa Catalina, the legacy there is you will be working. We've... Sister Joellen will have you at it. We are there to work. Sister, we're going to take a short break here on The Voice of Charity. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about your work at Casa Catalina and in Back of the Arts. clear is exactly what its name implies. It's an easy-to-understand explanation of the Word of God, the Gospel. Hello, I'm Father James McElhone, Director of Biblical Formation for the Archdiocese of Chicago. 
I'd like to invite you to take our free online Bible study program by going to thewordmadeclear.org. Our website offers an audio-based guide to the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Listen to my lectures and follow along with the handouts provided. There are even discussion guides. You can also explore the biblical roots of the Mass. And there are links to a wide variety of biblical sources that will benefit both teachers and students of the Sacred Scriptures. Just go to wordmadeclear.org to experience our free online Bible study program. Again, it's free at wordmadeclear.org. It's the Word of God. Enjoy. There is so much waiting for you at Catholic Charities Senior Services. We offer programs and services to help make the most of every day. Friendships and fun are guaranteed at our drop-in senior centers. Our adult daycare centers offer enjoyment and greater supervision to seniors who need it while their caregivers get a break. Holy Family Villa provides a beautiful, safe environment for seniors looking for short or long-term residential facility. And we offer assistance with senior benefits, care coordination, congregate and home-delivered meals, hospital transition, and much more. For more than 100 years, we have accompanied seniors through every transition in their lives, and we are here for you now. Catholic Charities is a name and an agency you can trust. Call Senior Services today at 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. Good morning and welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I'm Marie Jochum. And I'm Bridget Murphy. I forgot my name there for a second. Um, We're so glad that you're here with us listening, whether you're listening on WNDZ 750 AM or you're listening and watching on our YouTube channel, which as a reminder is YouTube slash Catholic Chicago. That's YouTube slash Catholic Chicago. Bridget and I aren't just good voices. We're also pretty faces. So come check us out on YouTube. Chair dancers. (laughs) But we're here today talking with Sister Joellen, um, who, after 15 years of remarkable service to Catholic Charities, has just retired from her position as Director of Family Stabilization Services at Casa Catalina. So, Sister, you were giving us some of the texture and and what goes on at Casa Catalina. Now, describe for people where the Back of the Yards neighborhood is. And then my notes here say you serve people from 94 different zip codes. So it's not just folks in the neighborhood. No, normally we do have a service area, which is 35th to 51st, Racine to California. But during COVID, that went out the window. And we will serve anyone who is in need of food. So since COVID started, we have served 94 different zip codes in Chicago and suburbs. And at the beginning of COVID, we were doing three to 400 households a week. And that now has gone down to about 200 to 250 a week. Gotcha. That's still... As, you know, pop-up pantries around and different pantries have come up that serve people. So uh, our numbers have gone down a little. 
And then what can you tell us about the Back of the Yards community itself? I mean, obviously you have people coming from all over, but, you know, Chicago City of Neighborhoods, what would you want people to know about Back of the Yards? Uh, Back of the Yards is right now basically a Latino immigrant community. And so at Casa Catalina, we really look for their needs as immigrant people. Mm-hmm. We look to be able to help them when they don't qualify for other types of aid. For instance, most of the people in the back of the yards did not receive a stimulus check because they're not citizens. Uh, and that's where Catholic Charities came in, helping with food. And in cases, we have helped people with their rent um, and other needs that they have. You know, I think what's so important about the work that you do, um, the work your volunteers do, the work the other staff does, and what you've done for 57 years is meeting people where they are. And and that's such a huge tenet of Catholic Charities work, um, along with accompaniment, that we, we're going to journey with you um, wherever you are in your story and wherever it is that you are trying to go. We're going to journey alongside you. And I think what's so important for our listeners is to hear those stories, right? You just shared a bunch of statistics for us and um, zip codes and, and the number of families. But can you tell us a story about those folks that you work with and walk alongside so that folks can kind of get the feeling of who it is that you that you accompany? Right. Well, there have been many over the years. Uh, when I think back, I think of uh, one particular mother who came in for help one day, she came to the food pantry on a Wednesday afternoon. She was in tears, and the baby was crying. You could tell he was very uncomfortable. She had run out of her house. Uh, Her husband had abused her and was threatening to destroy all her papers. Uh, Her birth certificate and everything, um, she was an undocumented immigrant. Uh, and our volunteers jumped in and started help. They took the baby and got him cleaned up and got some formula ready. Uh, we called the police. They came and helped her go home to get her papers. The volunteers uh, offered to help her get wherever she needed to be safe. I called Good Shepherd a Catholic Charities home for um, victims of violence. They were willing to take her the next morning. Two volunteers said they would pay for a motel for the night so this mother and the baby would be safe. And the next morning, Ron, one of the volunteers, picked her up and took her to Good Shepherd. And we followed her for the next number of months as she rebuilt her life there, and eventually moved to California. And another case we had, we helped an Irish immigrant. Uh, Josephine came in for help to pay electricity. Her electricity was going to be turned off. She was raising six grandchildren after her daughter had been shot and killed on the streets of back of the yards Mm. and when she went to apply for aid for her grandchildren she found out she was not a citizen her parents brought her from ireland 
she thought in 1928, and never, there were six or seven children born after her, they never got her her citizenship papers. She mm -hmm. did not know this. She got a Social Security card. She thought she was fine. Uh, on finding out this, we put wheels in motion. We had different Catholic charities workers, including one of the vice presidents of our parish and family services working for her. He checked the census and discovered she was really born in 1923 wow. and came here as a six-month-old to Ireland and was in a class which enabled, enabled us to start her process to have her declared a citizen. And it took a little bit more than two years. But huh. uh, finally she came in smiling one day very broadly with a green card. And her story was told in 2012 on uh, Christmas Day in the Chicago Tribune. It is amazing to hear these stories. And Bridget and I know that these are just two of the yeah. hundreds of stories. And, you know, I, I, Sister, you highlight your incredible work, the work of volunteers, but really the whole community's work on behalf of these families. And it's, it's truly inspiring. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back on The Voice of Charity, we're going to continue our conversation with Sister Joellen Tumas of Catholic Charities. Catholic Charities staff members work every day to end poverty and homelessness. We do this on a one-to-one -one basis with anyone who asks for help. We also work with organizations who study these issues across our city, state, and nation. The Wilson Sheehan Lab for Economic Opportunities, or LEO, at the University of Notre Dame is one of these research centers. Through our partnership with LEO, Catholic Charities has gained valuable insights into scientific evaluation methods that determine the most effective interventions to help people avoid poverty and homelessness. Along with our experience and compassion, trusted research is helping Catholic Charities offer hope and so much more to anyone in need. For more information, visit catholiccharities.net. Hello, I'm Cardinal Blaise Supich. I got my COVID-19 vaccination and you should too. It took just a few seconds and was painless. The Food and Drug Administration determined the new vaccines are safe and effective. And the Holy See, as well as the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops has concluded getting the COVID-19 vaccine is an act of love of our neighbor and part of our moral responsibility for the common good. We have lived with the pandemic for many months and I know we're all getting tired of it. Vaccination is one of the most important ways you can protect your health and the lives of those you love and help bring the pandemic under control. When it is your turn, I urge you to be vaccinated. And remember to do your part by wearing a mask, washing your hands and watching your distance. Thank you and God bless you all.
Good morning and welcome back to The Voice of Charity. This is Marie Jokum. And Bridget Murphy. You know, during the break, Bridget and I were chatting a little bit about sort of the the blessing, really, at Catholic Charities that we are able to work together across so many programs to help address the needs of our clients. That it's not just one thing. Right. Because people come in for food, and as you've identified, Sister Joellen, or come in for one issue in another program, and there are often others, whether it's, as you mentioned, you know, there's abuse in the home, or there might be some mental health issues that we can refer people um, to counseling. There's, There's kind of rarely one thing, although we're happy to provide that service if it is one thing. And so it just struck me that being able to make those referrals and come together. And then, you know, as you said, to journey with people, you know, Marie mentioned the accompaniment, but it's this isn't transactional. You you don't give a woman who comes in, in in a state of dire need or in a very difficult situation, it's not one phone call and one bag of food. Um, mm-hmm. There's a journey there, and I think you've, you've really exemplified that beautifully. And... Speaking of journeys, Sister Joellen, we want to know a little bit about you. And so when did you know you wanted to join the Poor Handmaids of Jesus Christ? When did you know you wanted to be a sister? How, what was your accompaniment story? Uh, the first idea I had of being a sister was when my grandmother died, and I saw her in her coffin in her third order of St. Francis Habit. Mm. And I was about... 11 years old then, but it grew. And finally, in eighth grade, I told my mom I wanted to be a sister, and she panicked. She didn't (laughs) like that idea. So she asked her friend, what can I do? She wants to be a sister. (laughs) Uh, I had been taught by the Sisters of St. Casimir, all grade school, and thought I was going to Maria High School. Well, her lady friend said, you know, send her to St. Augustine's, and they will change her mind. Those mean German nuns will change her mind. Oh. Um, they did. <laughs> uh, and I wanted to be a poor handmaid. <laughs> uh, so that was the beginning of my vocation story. I entered poor handmaids. And since I've taken my vows in 1964, it's just been a phenomenal journey uh, from uh, studying and then work at the orphanage, Angel Guardian, and many schools in Chicago, and finally at Holy Cross IHM as a pastoral associate, and then Catholic Charities. Right, so I'm looking at these notes. So you were a teacher at St. Augustine Elementary School, then at St. Joseph Elementary School, then a child care expert at Angel Guardian Orphanage, then, as you say, Holy Cross, um, Immaculate Heart of Mary Parish as a pastoral associate, and then came to us, how lucky we are, as director of the pantry. Um, sister, you know, we talk a lot with volunteers and staff about what we get out of helping people. You have spent your whole life dedicated to the needs of others. What what can you share with us about the the meaning and joy that that brings to you to be able to keep doing that for so long? Uh, It's just a beautiful grace from God. In our congregation, 
St. Katharina Casper, our foundress, felt that no service is too small. So I feel that every step of my journey, I've been doing that, serving the people that God has given to me. And it's been a privilege, especially at Casa Catalina, the opportunity to serve people who are facing serious challenges in their life and to get to know them. Uh, It's just a privilege that they share their lives with me and allow me to help them to, again, feel the dignity of being a child of God. Everyone is a child of God, and I feel I am so privileged to work with them. You know, sister, I, I just, we, we all have goosebumps. I'm like looking at the producer's booth and I, I can feel my <laughs> colleagues and I can feel Bridget. And I think, you know, what's so authentic about what you said is that this is how you've lived your life. And everyone who's come into contact with you knows that and feels that. Um, and you are, tr- you truly have been at Catholic Charities an inspiration for so many. Um, I know we have board members and volunteers and staff people who would not be doing what they were doing if it wasn't for you and your example um, of of love and care um, and really highlighting that we are children of God um, and you make all of us feel that way when we interact with you. Sister, what's next? Also, don't leave us. (laughs) No, I'm hoping and I still am volunteering at Casa Catalina right now with the Senior Nutrition Program which is another Catholic Charities program that helps the seniors who are living at home with a special box of food every month. And hopefully after Corona, we'll be able to resume our little chats every month when they come. Mm -hmm. And I'm open to being available to help Casa Catalina and other parts of Catholic Charities. I want to be still be a sign of hope at Catholic Charities in some way. And I asked the Holy Spirit, let me know what you want. And so I am waiting. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be involved in some way, I hope, with Catholic Charities. Yes. Well, we'd be fools to let you go. We're not letting you go anywhere. So I want to just share with our listeners that if anyone um, wants to call Casa Casa Catalina directly to get assistance or to volunteer or support the work there or get to meet Sister Joellen, um, please call 773-376-9425. That's 773-376-9425. And Casa Catalina is located at 4537 South Ashland in Chicago. Well, sister, you're going to get a taste of your own medicine as a volunteer. How, how, how are you going to do that? You've been running the place, and now people are going to be telling you what to do. I think I can handle that. You can? Okay, we'll pray for you. Um, sister, thank you. It's really just such a joy to talk with you, um, and we can't thank you enough for being 
the example you are to us and to so many other people of what it means to live your life for Christ, which means living your life for others. Sister Joellen, thank you, thank you, thank you. We want to have you back on the show talking about your volunteer experience. We invite all of our listeners to tune in again next week on The Voice of Charity. We will share details about a powerful new film on homelessness in Chicago. For now, this is Marie Jokum and Bridget Murphy wishing you a happy, healthy, and safe week from everyone at Catholic Charities. Take care. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.